Welcome, it's Amelia Andalion with Spiritually Fit Yoga. It's so good to be back with you with this episode. So I want to share a few things before we get into this is going to be a journaling and meditation episode. So you can go ahead and get that set up. I'll give you time to do that later. And it was prompted by Untethered Soul, the book Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. So but for, before we get into that, I wanted to share a little bit about what I've been up to. A couple of weeks ago, I actually went to Vegas to take my daughter on a mother-daughter trip because we wanted to see Bruno Mars. So she's 18. So we didn't go there for the drinking. We didn't go there for the cocktails. But we did go there for concerts for Bruno Mars. We actually saw an O show. And we went to some amazing restaurants, including just getting pizza at Italy in MGM Park Hotel, which was really, really good. And something that was interesting for me, which I appreciated, was when we went to Bruno Mars and just as we're going in through security, they ask us where our phone is. And then, you know, you show them the phone and before you know it, they're putting it in this pouch. It's locked. And they said, it'll be unlocked after the show. And I'm like, my mouth kind of dropped open because I didn't even get a chance to turn off the power. I didn't get a chance to um, turn off the ringer. I mean, nothing, nothing at all. And, um, and I was looking around, I was talking to the people around us and it's just like, why can't we have our phones? What if we have an emergency? And then the, the people that were taking our phones, they said, Bruno does not, doesn't want any phones in, in the concert, in the, uh, the auditorium. So it's like, okay, fine. None of us have our phones. And I realized, wow, this is actually kind of nice. I'm not going to have to look through everybody's phones in front of me trying to record a clip so they can post it on Instagram <laughs> or TikTok or whatever they might be posting it on. And also I'm not being distracted. And I actually, I have to say I was comfortable because at least I was with my daughter. She is the one that if there was an emergency, I would want to be available to her, even though she's 18. But uh, that's just being a mom, right? I would want to have that that possibility. But it was two hours, and it's like, could I be without my phone for two hours? Yeah, I could. It was great. And during the concert, the second song, Bruno, he started singing, I took your phones away. <laughs> and then he kind of like makes these funny lyrics for um, for that song. And then he explains that he wanted us to be present, you know, to give us a break that we're on our phones all week so for this two hours, he's giving us this gift of presence. And me being a yoga teacher, I really appreciated that. And, you know, whether that's true or not, I actually found out that his, um, his sister is a yoga teacher. When I shared my story, one of my students said, oh, did you know that his sister is a yoga teacher? I used to take classes from her in Hawaii. <laughs> and it's a very, very small world. Anyways, um, I'm not sure if he's been influenced by that, but it was like, just something I wanted to share. It was really nice. If you haven't, put your phone away for a while, whether it's going for a hike or when you get home, you know, putting in the, putting it in the charger, not having it by you when you eat. I feel like in our modern day life, a lot of us are tethered to our phones. And this episode is actually talking about being untethered. Um, in this way, we're actually talking about untethered to our thoughts. I'll get into that later. But just as a challenge for you, if you haven't done it, it might be something really, really great for your nervous system. It might be a challenge and it might be something for you to practice so you don't feel like you need to be on the phone or feel like you're maybe getting addicted to your phone, which they say is happening, right, with our kids. Anyway, so that's another topic. 
So that is my story that I want to share with you today before we get into this episode. And a few things that I've been up to, I am adding another yoga teacher training here. Um, It's going to be coming up next month. So it is February 2024. So I'm talking about March. And also my yoga retreat in the Azores in Portugal. It's um, A-Z-O-R-E-S. Look it up. It's like amazing. Um, I actually sold out. I sold out in less than a week. Um, But I have a wait list because I think I can get another room. Maybe two. If you're interested, go to spirituallyfityoga.com. Reach out to me. And if you order early or if you book early, um, reach out to me and I'll still offer you the promo code, which already expired. But um, up until the end of, well, it actually expired yesterday. But I'll go ahead and honor this until the end of the month, the end of February. I think it's a leap year, right? (laughs) So you have even one extra day in February. All right, my friends, I don't know what time of year, what time of day it is when you're listening to this but I appreciate you being here. Please share about my podcast to others, especially if you find it valuable. And I hope you enjoy this episode on reflection, this passage that I'm going to read to you from The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. All right. Peace out, my friends. Take care. Grab your journal or your notebook. I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs from The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer. So it's kind of a, I think about it as a classic now. I've used it a lot. It's an old bestseller. I find it really helpful and I wanted to share it with you today. So the chapter that I'm reading from is called Your Inner Roommate which I thought that was already really catchy, right? Because a lot of times we're talking about the voice, the voices in our head, not like aliens, (laughs) but I'll tell you more as I read this. So I'll read a couple of paragraphs. Um, I'll pause and give you a time to reflect and journal, and then I'll lead you through a meditation. All right, your inner roommate. Your inner growth is completely dependent upon the realization that the only way to find peace and contentment is to stop thinking about yourself. Yeah, isn't that great? Stop thinking about yourself. You're ready to grow when you finally realize that the I, which is in quotes, I who is always talking inside will never be content. It always has a problem with something. Honestly, when was the last time you really had nothing bothering you? Before you had your current problem, there was a different problem. And if you're wise, you will realize that after this one's gone, there will be another one. So let's pause there and if you want to journal or take a few notes, maybe that first sentence grabs your attention like it did for me. That the only way to find peace and contentment is to stop thinking about yourself. And also acknowledging that when you listen to that voice or listen to who's talking inside, that there's always a problem. It's always talking about a problem. And now we're talking about observing it and witnessing it. 
All right, pause if you want to write a little bit more. Otherwise, I'll continue on the second paragraph. The bottom line is, you'll never be free of problems until you are free from the part within that has so many problems. When a problem is disturbing you, don't ask, what should I do about it? Ask, what part of me is being disturbed by this? If you ask, what should I do about it? You've already fallen into believing that there really is a problem outside that must be dealt with. If you want to achieve peace in the face of your problems, you must understand why you perceive a particular situation as a problem. If you're feeling jealousy, instead of trying to see how you can protect yourself, just ask, what part of me is jealous? That will cause you to look inside and see that there's a part of you that's having a problem with jealousy. All right, so let's pause here for some reflection. So there's the alternative question instead of asking, what should I do about it? Instead, ask what part of me is being disturbed by this? So take some time, reflect, journal. Maybe there's a particular situation that you feel like is a problem right now. And maybe you wanna ask yourself instead, instead of saying, what should I do about it? Ask what part of me is being disturbed by this? And if something comes up, feel free to journal more Take a pause, otherwise let's continue. As I turn the page here, I'm gonna read a couple more paragraphs in journal, and then I'll lead you through the meditation. Once you clearly see the disturbed part, then ask, who is it that sees this? Who notices this inner disturbance? Asking this is the solution to your every problem. The very fact that you can see the disturbance means that you are not it. The process of seeing something requires a subject-object relationship. The subject is called, in quotes, the witness because it is the one who sees what is happening. The object is what you are seeing, in this case, the inner disturbance. The act of maintaining objective awareness of the inner problem is always better than losing yourself in the outer situation. This is the essential difference between a spiritually minded person and a worldly person. Worldly doesn't mean that you have money or stature. Worldly means that you think the solution to your inner problems is in the world outside. You think that if you change things outside, you'll be okay. But nobody has ever truly become okay by changing things outside. There's always the next problem. The only solution is to take the seat of witness consciousness and completely change your frame of reference. All right, a lot there in that paragraph. 
In the beginning, Michael Singer asks, who is it that sees this? Who notices this inner disturbance? And distinguishing between in the subject-object relationship, the subject, which is probably you, the witness, and the object is what you're seeing, which we're calling the inner disturbance. Or take some time if you want to reflect on this, journal on this. And he ends this paragraph with, the only real solution is to take the seat of witness consciousness and completely change your frame of reference. All right, pause if you want to journal more. I'll continue one more paragraph. To attain true inner freedom, you must be able to objectively watch your problems instead of being lost in them. No solution can possibly exist while you're lost in the energy of a problem. Everyone knows you can't deal well with a situation if you're getting anxious, scared, or angry about it. The first problem you have to deal with is your own reaction. You will not be able to solve anything outside until you own how the situation affects you inside. Problems are generally not what they appear to be. When you get clear enough, you will realize that the real problem is that there's something inside of you that can have a problem with almost anything. The first step is to deal with that part of you. This involves a change from outer solution consciousness to inner solution consciousness. You have to break the habit of thinking that the solution to your problems is to rearrange things outside. The only permanent solution to your problems is to go inside and let go of the part of you that seems to have so many problems with reality. Once you do that, you'll be clear enough to deal with what's left. All right, so that's it for the reading for today. And again, a lot of meat in this particular paragraph. So if you want to journal and maybe write down some of the highlights, I know for me, one of the sentences that stuck out to me is no solution can possibly exist while you're lost in the energy of a problem. I know for me, when I'm thinking about the energy of the problem, I think of emotions, right? It's like energy in motions, getting caught up in the emotion around the solution, around the situation. No solution can possibly exist while you're lost in the energy of a problem. And problems are generally not what they appear to be. Sometimes that's making a mountain out of a molehill or imagining something, assuming something that's not real and you haven't taken the time to either find out the facts or if it's a relationship or a friendship or a work colleague to ask you know, what is real versus what is imagined. And then this sentence, you have to break the habit of thinking that the solution to your problem is to rearrange things outside. 
Yeah, it says break the habit. We can create a habitual way of thinking, right? And then here we're, we're looking at ways to catch ourselves, witness, notice, notice what is the inner disturbance, distinguishing that differently from thinking that the out, there's an outside solution, like looking, looking within. And the more you do that, you'll start reacting or start responding in a mindful way and break the old habit, the old habit of maybe it was reacting right away, maybe it was not looking at your, your inner self or taking any time to witness the inner disturbance. It's like the opposite of what Michael Singer is teaching us here. And then the last sentence, he says, the only permanent solution to your problems is to go inside and let go of the part of you that seems to have so many problems with reality. And it's interesting. You know, think about when you go inside and take some reflection, this may be new to you, or maybe you've been already practicing this, to notice the different parts of you, the different voices, and just to be in the observation. And this might sound really weird, or this might sound really familiar. And it might be, oh yeah, that's right. I haven't done that in a while. Thank you for the reminder. Or it might be like, I don't have voices in my head. <laughs> and then Michael Singer says, when you said, I don't have voices in my head, that is actually the voices in your head talking. <laughs> but now you get to be the witness. And then the very last question, or very last sentence is, once you do that, we're just talking about, is to go inside and let go of the part of you that seems to have so many problems with reality. Once you do that, you'll be clear enough to deal with what's left. All right, jot down what you would like. Take time to journal. Maybe you're sitting, maybe you're meditating. Take a pause if you need a little bit more time. Otherwise, take a little bit of silence right here to get yourself set up for a meditation. Make yourself comfortable. I recommend for this meditation to take a seat, to be more aware and awake, to resist the temptation to lay down and possibly fall asleep. Because the invitation is going to be to awaken your inner witness and to watch yourself noticing, watch yourself witnessing. And as you stay in this meditation, in silence, in reflection, noticing is there an inner disturbance? And what part of you is disturbed? And distinguishing the difference between the witness and watching yourself witness, observing, noticing, 
And is there something within you? Is there an inner disturbance, a problem that maybe you've thought that the solution is outside of you? So taking time now to look within and noticing what part of you is feeling disturbed and what part of you is viewing things as a problem, maybe habitually as a problem and learning how to distinguish those voices in your head. And when you're mindful as the witness, you can look, you can see, you can notice. It's like, oh, I know what that voice is. That's the voice that sees everything as a problem versus, oh, I know what that voice is. This is the voice of reason, mindfulness, conscious awareness. Let's start with some breath. Take a big inhale and a big sigh. Let something go. Keep your eyes open or your eyes closed. With your eyes open, focus on one spot. You might even set this up with a candle. Maybe the next time you do this meditation or with your eyes closed, bring your attention to the space in between your eyebrows or imagining that you are looking at the tip of your nose. Focus on one spot to invite clarity of your thinking and your vision, your inner vision. So here in a few minutes of silence, get curious, notice, observe, observe yourself witnessing and start with physical sensations, like breathing in and out of the nostrils and telling yourself, I am noticing the breath entering my nostrils as I inhale. I am noticing that the breath exits and it feels cool when I exhale, you know, some, something like that. So really notice what you feel as if you have your, your own narrator. It's just like giving a play by play on what you are observing. What are you witnessing? All right, take your time. I'll check back with you in about five minutes.
welcome back. Notice how you feel. What did you discover in this meditation reflecting in silence? Were you able to watch your inner witness? And what is possible when you get curious about what is causing the inner disturbances or what part of you is feeling disturbed or seeing something outside of you as a problem? So if you're journaling and you want to take some time to write down what you discovered, feel free to do that and pause. And then we'll come back and I'll lead you through one more prompt for your meditation and one more prompt for a final journaling exercise. All right, so if you're coming back now, I want to read this sentence again that I read from Again, this is chapter two in Michael Singer's book, Untethered Soul. To attain true inner freedom, you must be able to objectively watch your problems instead of being lost in them. No solution can possibly exist while you're lost in the energy of a problem. So the words I'm going to invite you to focus on are objectively. Objectively watch your problems instead of being lost in them. And then no solution can possibly exist while you're lost in the energy of a problem. I'm going to invite you to bring to mind energy. Like what is energy in a problem? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it, you know, what, what energy have you experienced reflecting on that? Set yourself up again for one more five minute meditation. And this time apply this thinking, this new way of thinking, this new frame of reference to a specific problem that you might be viewing, you might be perceiving right now. And maybe you test this out with a couple of problems, but just start with one. Maybe one that, maybe one that's easy to take on. You know, it doesn't have too much of a, um, a lot of energy, I guess, around the problem. Or what, whatever you would like to, whatever you would like to apply this practice to, this way of thinking. So as you set up for your meditation, think about what is the problem, the problem that you are, you have been thinking that there's a solution that exists outside of you. So identify that problem. Now take some time and go back to the first meditation session, looking at what part of you is being disturbed by this problem, this inner disturbance. Just notice if you can identify that. And now ask yourself as you are witnessing, as you are reflecting, view it objectively. Objectively, as if you have a neutral reaction to what you're thinking, to this problem, 
this problem that you've been perceiving. Objectively, without judgment, without criticism, whether it's judgment or criticism towards someone else, towards something outside of you, or maybe towards yourself. Can you add that, that attitude of approach of objectivity as you reflect and view on this problem and take some time to witness, notice what is really, what part of you is really connected to this inner disturbance and reflecting on as you have been maybe already grappling with this problem, if you've been having conversations about it with someone else or even with yourself or the thoughts in your, in your mind, has there been a lot of energy around the attempts to solve this problem? Identify what those emotions are. Acknowledge that there's been some energy in the existence of the problem, the thinking of the problem, the attempting to solve the problem. And ask yourself, what if I looked at this a different way? What if I looked at this by turning the mirror towards myself, discovering what part of me is feeling disturbed, is perceiving problems in my life? What if I look at it objectively? And what if I take a couple of breaths and, and release the energy to invite some calm, to bring some clarity, some mindful clarity as you reflect on this perceived problem and not trying to solve, just noticing Acknowledging what is the part of me that is feeling disturbed. Five more minutes in silence.
welcome back again. If you want to journal, write down what did you reflect, what did you discover. And I would love to hear how this exercise, this journaling and meditation reflection, you know, what did you learn about how you think or have you been witnessing and applying this to a real life problem, a perceived problem that you have in your life and see if this helps. I'm very, very happy to share this with you. I know that it's personally helped me in my life to reframe how I think about things in general, especially problems. And if I was thinking that the solution was happening outside of me, like if I was blaming somebody like my husband. <laughs> so I wish you the best. My intention is to always share some tips, some tools, some techniques, or some guest interview that allows you to practice spiritual fitness, staying spiritually fit. All right. Until next time. Peace out.